Hey gearheads and welcome to Garage Talk, a discussion about all things automotive. I'm Corey. And I'm Matt. And each week this podcast will serve as a catalyst for discussion on all sorts of topics that grind our gears, excite us, or just need an extra bit of conversation. In this week's episode, we're talking of all things garages. Go figure. What's that supposed to mean? Well, we're five episodes in and we have just decided to talk about the thing that we named our podcast after. True, true. So this week we write that wrong and like we said before garage talk is a discussion about all things automotive we truly want to hear back from you so like us follow us tweet us on our social medias we're on facebook instagram and twitter at gt garage talk and youtube yes and youtube you can email us at gt garage talk at gmail.com and you can visit our website it's gtgaragetalk.com for more information about us what we're into and there are some forms there where you can give us feedback as well. So we love to hear from you on all things automotive. We really want you to join the discussion. So my history of garages. When I turned 16, uh, I've already shared with our listeners in episode one that my first car was inherited. It was my grandfather's car. And um, it, was, it was a 1991 Cadillac Eldorado. It was the nicest car we had in the family. Uh, my dad very much was jealous of me. It was his dad's <laughs> car, uh, but his job at the time had him driving all over East Texas. It, it it made sense for him to keep his vehicle, and he gave me that one as my first car. I loved it. It was the Aggie Caddy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it cost me some heartache. It had some issues. It was, it was an old, older car, but... Um, all that to say, uh, because of uh, that car being my first car, I had the privilege of getting to park in the garage from nice. the very get-go. So, again, uh, spoiled to, to an extent. <laughs> uh, my brother always had to park out on the driveway or on the street, but uh, I, I got to park in the garage. I hope he doesn't hold that against me. And uh, I even mentioned when, when uh, Rosita bled to death... Uh, there was a nice puddle of transmission fluid sitting right there on the garage floor. But yes, I've I've frequently uh, looked back to that time of my life and been like, you know, that, that was a true blessing. I had a, a really nice car uh, for my first car. I started off very well, and I got to park in the garage. So we don't really have winters here in Texas, so to speak. You've lived up not even that far north of us in Oklahoma City, you've had winters. <laughs> yes. We have not really had true winters here, but... Uh, well, and especially this year. I mean... Right. It, it's teased us this yeah. year. We uh, got s- some snow flurries. I was at work, and this was like October yeah. or November, and we got a few snow flurries one afternoon during route, and uh, and everybody was excited about it. We had a driver call in over the radio asking if he needed to come put a snow chains on the bus. <laughs> Just joking about it, because right. it never stuck. But. And this was up in Oklahoma City, right? Yeah. No, this Not was here. here? Yeah, oh, this was here. No, my, my Oklahoma City winters were, yeah. yeah. Our our first winter there, uh, we got six inches of ice and snow, and it was an inch of ice and five inches of snow on top of that. Right. And the rough part about that was all of the ice was insulated with that nice. five inches of snow. Nice. So it was on the ground for two weeks. Well... While we're on the subject of snow and Rosita, so my dad ended up, he did get a newer vehicle and we swapped places because it was rightfully his spot in the garage to have. <laughs> and uh, 
I've actually got a picture of Rosita covered in snow when it actually snowed here in East Texas. Nice. So uh, I'll I'll hunt that picture down and share it on social media yeah. for all to see. Um, but all that to say, um, I, I grew up, I moved out, moved into an apartment. Apartments don't have garages around here, with one exception. We'll get into that a little bit later. But um, parking out in the heat, that that's really what we're fighting oh, here yeah. in East Texas. Definitely. Getting in the 100-degree car, and it's 1,000 degrees inside the car. And um, I've had many different vehicles uh, since moving out of my parents' house, and especially since moving out of their garage, including my dream car, uh, my Camaro. Yeah. And... Um, she she never got the luxury of being pampered and getting to stay in a garage. But uh, since then, I've gotten married. We've bought a house. And I now have my very own garage so to, uh, it, that is mine to park in, that yeah. I pay for. And uh, I remember, so it, it's a two-door garage. So independent doors for each vehicle. It's a two-car garage for our house. And when we moved in, the garage was like the catch-all for all the boxes and everything that did not have a home yet yep. in our home. Yep. And priority number one was clearing out a spot for my wife to have a parking spot in the garage for, uh, again, aforementioned, uh, it actually did snow the first year we were in our house. <laughs> and our driveway is a 15-degree incline. So uh, once you're in our house and you're snowed in, uh, you ain't getting out, and if you get out, you ain't coming back up. <laughs> but uh, anyway, so priority number one was cleaning out a spot for her to park her car, uh, get out of the rain, get out of the heat, get out of all that. And it was a few weeks later before we cleaned out my side of the garage where I could actually park in there. And let me tell you, I, I, I don't, if I knew what I know now about just remembering how spoiled I had it. The luxuries of parking in a garage and getting out of the weather uh, are amazing um, to the point where I've mentioned before on this podcast that I'm looking at some trucks. Uh, our current garage is not big enough for a full-size truck, which is what I want. So that's actually a contributing factor. Uh, it's low on the list, but it's a contributing factor as to what I will drive next. Will yeah. it fit in our garage? Will it fit here? Because that's a luxury I just don't want to give up anymore. Oh, yeah. But I have noticed, especially like looking around our neighborhood, looking around uh, my friends and other things, uh, social media, not everybody uses their garages for cars. Yeah. So that leads me to ask you, Matt, what is your garage for? So... My garage, or or my my garage, my <laughs> personal garage, um, it similar situation. We right. just recently bought a house. Well, four, three and a half, four years ago now, we we purchased a house and uh, two car garage. They called it a car and a half garage yeah. when we moved in, and I think it's because the um, the fireplace in the living room actually protrudes, protrudes into the garage. So. We can get both rigs in there, yeah. but it's pretty snug. So, uh, But one of the rules that I had, and I told everybody that helped us move out of our apartment <laughs> and into this house, was that if it did not belong in the garage, do not, under any circumstances, put it down in the garage. Spoken like a true gearhead. So, <laughs> so I actually, I had 
um, several weeks there where, um, and I'll, I'll see if I can find the picture. I had three trailers right. in that garage at one time. Um, uh, one of them was a, a little boat trailer with my little 12 foot John boat. Uh, right. and then a couple of trailers that I had borrowed from uh, a couple of wonderful friends, uh, to help move in. And that was right. the first couple of nights. I didn't want any of the trailers leaving right. for some reason or another. And so <laughs> I'm growing legs and walking away. I, uh, I, I managed to get them all in the garage. Uh, and that's how empty my garage was when we first moved nice. in. I had a few tools and things like that, that, that went in the garage. But for the most part, I tried to keep it a garage where right. we could park in. Right. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> it did not stay that way. <laughs> it has not stayed that way. Um, my uh, my father-in-law uh, came across some metal shelves right. and brought those to me, and I've got those set up on one side. Uh, my dad has brought a bunch of my stuff out of his garage, <laughs> trying to clean out his garage. It all comes uh, full circle. It, it all comes, yeah, it all comes back to me. Um, so right at the moment, <clears throat> right at the moment, I have... Um, uh, a riding lawnmower in my garage with the trailer um, mm. that I inherited. Um, I have uh, a couple of big tool cabinets and a workbench, yeah. and um, I have uh, again inherited a, a, a table saw, a chop saw, actually two t- two chop saws because I had one already, and then I I inherited another. Um, I have a wood lathe, I have a scroll saw, I have. Uh, I have a bunch right. of stuff in my garage, uh, and and I haven't. I, I've been steadily working on my garage, getting it to the point of being useful. Uh, and I does actually, Emily get to park in there currently? No. Okay. Um, Sorry, Emily. Yeah, it's. Uh, we had some bad weather blow through several weeks ago, and I parked my lawnmower on the front porch. <laughs> <laughs> So that I could get the the pilot in the garage <laughs> in case we had some bad weather and it got beat up. Oh. So, yeah, you know, sacrifice East, East for Texas stereotype. Uh, yeah, <laughs> lawnmower on the front porch. It's fantastic. Yeah. No, but it, uh, it. I'm I'm slowly getting to the point where I can use my garage, which was the whole the whole point of me having one right. was that it was right. useful. Well, um, you touched on something. So bad weather. Yeah. Uh, some of the bad weather we had had come through here. Uh, we had hail. Uh, we've, we've had high winds, we've had, uh, like threat of straight line winds, which causes a lot of stuff falling out of trees and trees themselves falling. Um, so Sarah Joe, yeah. my 2007 Silverado, uh, the first brand new vehicle I bought, uh, I was not living at home at the time that I, I, I bought her. And so therefore she did not have a garage. She had to withstore, withstand Hurricane Rita coming through. East Texas. Yeah. And uh, she brought with her some hail. And uh, when I last saw her, she still had hail damage. <laughs> and uh, I felt so bad. Like, that, I had no place for her to go. Like, yeah. like uh, it, it's situations like that that a garage really comes in handy. And even oh, yeah. to your point, like having to move stuff even temporarily yeah. uh, to make it work. Cameron, my Camaro, my dream car. Uh, I had to do something even a little more uh, interesting with her. So uh, the church we were at at the time had a covered front porch that uh, people on days that we weren't having service, like a uh, pastor would go up there and work in the office. He would typically park under the covered porch yeah. uh, so that 
you know, his car didn't get up to a thousand degrees. Um, but it, it was not meant for parking under. It was purely meant for standing under. Like it did not extend over the parking lot or anything like that. Uh, it it was a covered porch, uh, but people frequently parked under there. I remember, and I've got pictures somewhere of <laughs> my Camaro backed up with like a millimeter to spare between the brick wall as far and the under bumper. as you can get it. Avoiding hail because, by golly, my dream car was not going to have hail damage. That's right. Like Sarah Joe ended up with. Plus, she had a sunroof, and I did not want to have to pay for sunroof replacement. Yeah. So, but yeah. So, you and I would both agree that garages are meant for cars. Yes. Right. And that's not surprising. We're both gearheads. We're huge into that. But we know a lot of people, I've got neighbors just across the street from us, that it, it's kind of their man cave from what we can tell. Yeah. Uh, anytime the garage is open, we can see there's a couch in there. I'm pretty sure there's a TV that they play games and stuff in there. I've got nothing against it. Uh, but when it comes to you parking, like, especially with car prices where they are, thirty, forty, fifty thousand $50,000 vehicles out in the elements when you've got a piece of your house that is designed for your car <laughs> for your car it, it just it, it's mind-boggling to me as a gearhead as someone who loves and adores cars yeah uh that you would subject your car to that well and that's i i want mine to be multi-purpose right. so so i actually get to work out of my garage for the first time um last weekend uh or a couple of weekends ago uh, my grandfather's alternator went out right and we were actually able he's got a a I think it's a 2000 model forerunner. Right. And with the way I've got my garage set up, I had to leave the, the, uh, the lawnmower in the front yard, but I was able to pull his truck all the way in with again, <laughs> millimeters to spare Squeak! and get the garage door shut behind it. But we had room to walk, uh, around the front of it right. and down both sides. And I had my workbench up on the front of the car right. or towards the front of the garage. And so, uh, it was great. You know, when lunch came around, we were able to close right. it all up, leave, come right back, right. do whatever we needed to do. Uh, I've got my compressor off in a closet in the garage, so it's not as deadening yeah. <laughs> when you fire that thing up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so that was that was the first opportunity that I've had to really work on something yeah. in my garage and use my garage, utilize my garage for what for me, a garage is intended to be used for. I have plans for, um, multiple projects for, um, for different vehicles. My son wants to build either a factory five kit car nice. or a, uh, a, like a sixties model Econoline van. Okay. Um, yeah. Opposite <laughs> ends of the spectrum for sure. Yeah. Daytona coupe or a <laughs> uh, panel van. Um, but, uh, have to have a he's talk with him. <laughs> He's 10 at the time, yeah. so, I mean, if he could build it out of Legos, he'd build it out of Legos and drive it back and forth hey, to school. I've so. seen a Silverado built entirely out of Legos. It didn't move, Yeah, but, uh, yeah. It could happen. <laughs> it it could happen. happen. But I, I want to be able to do that, and, and in either of those cases, I need space right. to be able to pull that in, especially if it's a big project like right. that where it's ground-up restoration or customization, um, you know, something, something to that nature where it's going to be there for a while, not right. just over a weekend and, uh, and be able to work on that vehicle. 
Well, you and I have even got plans of moving our studio for this podcast. There. Yes, so and that, that feeds to the multi-purpose elements right, of it. Right. Yeah, I, I have I have <laughs> my uh, my drink fridge out in the garage. I mean, it's overflow for right. our freezer and things right. like that. Um, I've got that in the garage. So yeah, hanging a TV on the wall and I love seating in the corner and a couple of mm-hmm. camp chairs and it's a man cave. Yeah. Or setting up a table in the middle of the room and doing some recording and now we've got a podcast room. And Emily still has room for And Emily still got room for there her car when there. when the bad weather hits. Yes. So uh I will say so my garage currently is multi-purpose and by design of whomever designed this house. So I mentioned before, it, it's got two separate doors, uh, one for a uh, his and her door, so to speak. And uh, that in itself makes things tough because you're limited how wide you could go. Yeah. And I honestly wonder, uh, I mentioned in the last episode that uh, I've got my eyes on a Jeep Grand Cherokee to replace her Cherokee or replace my car, whatever the case may be. But width becomes a real big consideration with our current garage setup yeah because not only that you climb this 15 degree incline of our driveway and then you make a hard right turn and you've got to point it directly <laughs> within this narrow you whoop it. <laughs> yeah you, you got to crank that wheel which uh, kind of dictates who parks where because her jeep does not have as great a turning circle as a jeep wrangler would yeah uh so i mean you really got to crank that thing all the way and, and point it in there and get it in there right so need, she need a little uh yeah. jim connor ken block <laughs> that, pop slide that, into the garage that would be awesome <laughs> but uh so she gets the further back one to give her more turning room i get the front one uh with my cruise but uh there's another reason why i have the front parking spot and that's our overflow fridge is yeah. sitting essentially in my parking spot. (laughs) So when we cleaned everything out and made the switch to getting my car in there, which actually happened on Father's Day, my first Father's Day, I was able to clean the garage out and get daddy's car in the garage. Very cool. So uh, that's how I celebrated Father's Day, was getting to park my car in my garage for the first time. And uh, I was so proud I took pictures. I sent it to my parents. (laughs) (laughs) uh, But... Cleaned it out, but yeah, our overflow fridge is in my parking spot. So that's another consideration that I had to have because I, like, I know what lines on my vehicle I use as a marker so that oh, yeah. I don't plow into our yeah. fridge. And it it absolutely makes no sense there. Me parking there, if I park wrong, you can't open the fridge side. You can open the freezer side. If I park really wrong, you can't open it at all. <laughs> but, uh, and then in the corner between our water heater and our fridge is a workbench that was left behind that just has a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like she left a bunch of paint. The former homeowner left oh, wow. a bunch of paint on there. Uh, there's like uh, fire ant killer. There's, there's all kinds of stuff. The on, catch all. Yeah. In the corner, that's not at all accessible. Um, and then the front of our garage has, it's like a three inch step that runs the entire width of the the garage interesting that uh keeps us from pulling up any further and on said step are our washer and dryer so our garage is our laundry room it's our overflow fridge it's our work area that i currently don't use that workbench for anything i would very much like to uh but that's in there and then uh 
our house is pier and beam, so it's not the slab of our garage is not the slab of our house. Right. So we've got another step to get up into the house through <laughs> uh, our door. And we actually have two doors into our house from our garage. I'm pretty sure our garage used to be a carport and they converted it into a garage. Sense. Yeah. Um, because we have two different doors going into our house. We only use one of them. The, the one we don't use because it is not on the three inch raised platform at the front of our garage. Yeah. It actually has two steps leading to the door and they butt up right next to where my wife parks. So good thing you you got plastic on the door. (laughs) Right. Right. If you open the driver's door too fast, you're hitting a step going into a door that we don't use and leave (laughs) locked a hundred percent of the time. Yeah. So like our garage is weird. But by golly, it's my first garage. I'm proud to have it. That's exactly uh, Both right. my cars fit in it. And I'm looking forward to cleaning it out even more, getting a, a usable workbench in there. I want to move the fridge from where it is. Like th- There's a lot of uh, nonsense because from what I can tell, the pictures of our house when it was listed on the market, she used her garage for a catch-all. I don't believe um, she had a Ford Edge SUV. I don't believe she parked it in there. Again, width being a consideration, that hard right turn being a consideration, trying to thread the needle to get it in there. Yeah. And then you have to worry about that step uh, when you open your garage door. Um, so she used it for a catch-all. She had like her off-season clothes in there in the pictures. Like right. I said, it's also the laundry room, so makes sense for clothes to be in there. But... Yeah, I'm looking forward to some massive changes in, in our garage as well and making it more useful. Well, and you made mention of something that I think uh, I think not all of our listeners would completely understand, um, but the fact that it's, uh, it's almost therapeutic to be in the garage, yes. to work in the garage. Yes. And, and yes. Whether, whether you're sitting there watching a football game or you're – underneath the car cussing and bloody and knuckles <laughs> and things like that. I mean, it's still, yeah. it's still therapy. It's still, it's that, that garage time right. that gets you away from the hassles of life and things right. like that. And, and, and gives you that space to just be a guy. So we've got plans for a future episode on this topic, but car mods and uh, what it takes to mod it yourself versus paying for it to be mod, all, all that stuff. But um, basically making your car that you bought from the factory or bought used, whatever, better. Uh, so Sarah Joe, my 2007 Silverado, first uh-huh. new vehicle I ever bought. Um, the first modification I did on that was I put a K&N air intake on it so she could breathe better. Um, so think about like your nose when you've got cold or allergies. Oh yeah. That's your car from the factory. Um, (laughs) and then you pop an Allegra and all of a sudden maybe you do some Afrin or something, clear those nasal passages and you can breathe again. Uh, That's essentially the first mod I did on my truck. The second mod I did required me to have a garage at a time when I did not personally have a garage. I was living in an apartment and, uh, so I mentioned uh, before when I had that truck, I was w- working at a small family-owned swimming pool store. The back side of the store was actually like our warehouse. There was a huge garage door back there where we had a forklift um, that I truly enjoyed driving. And uh, yep, it, 
it was rear wheel steering. So driving it forward was like driving any car backwards. Yeah. And uh, it made me like Mater from Cars. Uh, I'm world's best backwards driver. So <laughs> sorry, I've got a two-year-old. In fact, happy birthday, Tucker. This show drops on your your second birthday. So happy Woo-hoo. birthday, Tucker. I, Daddy loves you. So anyway, he's he's big into cars. So I had to throw a Mater reference in there. Absolutely. Where I could. But anyway, all that aside. So we backed the forklift out. We pulled my truck into essentially a pool swimming pool store warehouse uh we had our workbench there for working on uh pool pumps and uh various different pool parts that came in to see us and that's where we got (laughs) we got the saw out and i i made someone else do this but uh we put it i put a new exhaust on it myself it was self-installed it was one it was the cheaper way to go because you're not paying someone else's labor to do it oh yeah but um yeah so (laughs) we lifted it up just a little bit uh jacked it up in the front but in order to get the old exhaust off i saw was involved and like i said i made one of my friends pull the trigger on that i i could not make me myself destroy temporarily as it may have been yeah my first brand new vehicle. So that that was an interesting experience. But again, <laughs> going to that idea of camaraderie while working in the garage, wherever it may be, whatever type of garage it may be. Oh yeah. Um it was a, a truly good experience. And like I said, we've we've got plans for a future episode. Uh yeah. talking all things car modifications, working under the hood with friends, with family, and uh yeah, so that that is a definite future episode for us. But uh, many, many good memories in Absolutely. the garage. I think another um, another episode we should do, you know, we introduced our show with, hey, gearheads. Right. The discussion about what makes somebody a gearhead. Right. What it is to be a gearhead. Um, and, and I think that points to time in the garage, right? Right. Um, man, you can build some awesome friendships. Yes, you can. Uh, working under the hood of a vehicle. And uh, you've definitely got me beat by several miles on the working on cars things, because when it comes to working on my own cars, it really has been just intakes and exhausts. It, it hasn't been anything crazy. I have not, uh, I, I haven't even replaced spark plugs, even though I know that I could and how yeah. to, like, yeah. I, I've got the knowledge. I just haven't because my current juncture in life, uh, I'm blessed to be able to take it to a shop, have someone professionally do yeah. it. It's warranted, and I could be at work, my day job, right. wh- while they're fixing it, and keep my weekends for family time. Um, I'm not knocking anyone who does it themselves. I-, I very much would like to be at a point where, if I wanted to, I could. Yeah, um, that's just not the stage of life that I'm currently in. So, so. I'm I'm on the opposite side of that spectrum. <laughs> right. I am still donning my Ford hoodie today. Yes, yes. But I have to admit it was a little bit reluctantly that I put it on this morning. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, ask me why, Corey. Why? Why was it so reluctant for you to put on your Ford hoodie this morning, Matt? Because my wonderfully terrible <laughs> modular three-valve 5.4 from FOMOCO decided... <laughs> They didn't want to chuck a water pump this uh. week. And while 
I do work for uh, the transportation department at a school district. Uh, it does not completely lend me the ability to pull my vehicle in and work right. on it right. on the clock kind of a thing. So at 9 o'clock on Tuesday evening, I uh, I began the process of changing the water pump on my Wait, pickup. 9 o'clock p.m. Yes. You began. Tuesday evening. Oh, yes. Stuff. And unfortunately, it was Wednesday morning oh. before I finished. Ouch. Um, I, I was doing other things than, than just the water pump. I, I had an oil leak for a while that I knew about. I already had the part for it, so I went ahead and fixed that while I was under there. Um, but, yeah, uh, my Ford has failed me again. Um, thankfully, my uh, my wonderful uncle let me borrow his truck in the meantime. Nice. And, uh, and we were able to get back and forth to work and, and hey, deal with that issue. But. I, I was smiling real big the entire time you were telling that story, but just <laughs> last month, um, I dropped a uh, pretty penny, uh, fixing my vehicle going again, the other route. I took it to a shop. My dad lent me his car. Thank you, dad. Yeah. Uh, for the couple of days that it was in the shop, but apparently it was a pretty massive repair. The problem wasn't massive, but modern vehicle design uh, oh, they had yeah. to drop the engine they had to take the transmission off all of which took time and labor which cost money um but i'm very grateful for the individuals at the shop that fixed it i'm very grateful for my dad let me borrow his car in the meantime and uh yeah that i could have saved even more money uh had i been able to do that myself you alluded to uh not being able to do it for work but when i was in high school i was taking automotive classes yeah here locally and uh it was actually a joint program through junior college here in town state-of-the-art facility it was brand new at the time they've added on to it since uh but the program was just getting started yeah so curriculum hadn't really been developed <laughs> and our first uh, I'll call him professor. He he was not professor. He was an old uh, mechanic that nice. got this job. Um, pretty much weekly, we would get to pull different students' vehicles in and do this, that, or the other on it. We did oil changes. Uh, I can't remember if we ever rotated tires. Uh, I've alluded to, I turned rotors yeah. um, on, on brakes. So... Uh, I've gotten my hands dirty. I wouldn't say I've bloody knuckled anything, uh, but I've I've gotten under the vehicle. I, I've done some stuff. That was a truly fun class because yeah. I mean, class was in the garage. Oh yeah. And uh, if I could do that part of my life over again, I probably would have leaned a little heavier into in, into that that side of things. I've got a buddy who lives in Kansas, and uh, and he went through some automotive classes right. um, through high school, and and they did just that. So. Um, if there was somebody, so that it wasn't direct competition with the other um, shops in town, um, if there was somebody, either a student or a teacher on campus, who had a an issue with their vehicle, needed spark plugs changed, needed right. brakes done, something like that, um, as long as they provided the parts, they would actually do the work in shop class as a part of right. the curriculum. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, it was a great uh, little way of, uh, you know, supporting the community as well as, right. uh, being able to learn and, and do regular maintenance items that so many people right. either don't know or don't get the opportunity to learn these days. Right. And so that's a great segue. Like, uh, 
we've alluded to the feedback we've gotten to this point as of this recording. Uh, we only have two episodes live and out in the public. Um, this is our fifth episode, but uh, we've already gotten tremendous feedback from you, our listeners, from our friends, from our coworkers on all things automotive, which is exactly what this podcast is supposed to be, a discussion about all things automotive. And so some hopes and prayers and dreams of Matt and I is that we can give back in that way. Absolutely. That we could build not only a community of listeners to our podcast, but a community of people willing to give back to those in need of car repairs, car parts, this, that, or the other. And that would be our ministry through uh, through this podcast. And so that's something we're praying towards. That's something that we're working on uh, on the business side of things, growing this podcast. Uh, that's why we, we ask for your feedback. We want you to share it with friends. Uh, we want this thing to grow to be huge uh, for the sake of helping others. Absolutely. And, and any opportunities that you know of also, if there's a shop in your area that uh, that would be useful or could be useful, uh, if you own something like that, that would uh, that uh, you would be interested in opening up to. Yeah, let us know. We'll we'll put it out there for our listeners. We've we've got listeners and many different states. It's fun watching uh, new people come on board and new yeah. states and cities come on board as, as I'm looking at the uh, analytics on the backside of things. And I'll shoot my text messages like, do you know anybody here? Yeah. <laughs> is this you? Is this me? Who Who is this? And so we truly do appreciate our community, our listeners. Uh, we want to give back. We want to build this into something truly awesome. So like we plug our social medias, we plug our plug our website in every episode but uh one thing that we're currently working on now is a way for you to give back to the show and to help build the community uh working on a, a kickstarter campaign to help us to be a little more mobile currently our studio <laughs> is in the back room sound closet at our church uh we want to go mobile uh so that we can record more up-to-date live episodes instead of binge recording multiple episodes in one time so we can have more real-time feedback to you our listeners from your feedback and truly get that on the air in a timely manner it makes us more versatile it right. makes us where we can go to shows and things like that and then quickly set up and tear down right. and and be able to to have a little more interaction with you our listeners and i'm um, working on a Patreon as well. So we're working on many different opportunities uh, for you to be able to give back. And there, there will be some bonus content that comes with it. We've got things in the plan in plan uh, to truly grow this brand, grow this uh, opportunity for both of us. And like I said, it's an opportunity to give back to you, our listeners, to the communities around us. Uh, many of y'all have seen we have a new logo now. Uh, thank you to eGuide Magazine for helping us with that new logo. It looks amazing. It makes us look legit, even yeah, though, like I said, we're recording in a sound closet at, as of right now. But f like I said, future plans to truly record in a garage and be garage talk. Um, you can give right now through our anchor.fm slash GT Garage Talk is our podcast hosting site there's an option to give back there and really that that is the future of of this podcast and where we want to take it we want to grow it to be something that is not only entertaining but gives back to the community around us absolutely and another of the um, segments that we want to spin off of garage talk itself is a tech talk and we may even call it garage talk tech talk yeah uh, just a, a minute, a brief 
opportunity for our listeners to uh, chime in with some questions, some automotive things, some uh, some automotive issues that they may be having with their vehicle. Um, and for our first one, I had a guy text me. We're doing this on the fly. Corey doesn't know oh how to do this. Uh, I, I had a buddy in Oklahoma City text me. Uh, shout out to Patrick. Um, he uh, he texted me with some questions about his uh, Silverado. Uh, it's got the 5.3 engine in it. Yeah. And uh, and he said, hey, I had a question for you. What what does it take time and money wise to rebuild a 5.3? Uh, should it be done? You know, things like that. And I said, well, it depends on if you're adding parts to it or if you're just needing to right. rebuild it. So I, I got a little more detail from him about it to find out what what brought him to the conclusion that he needs to rebuild it. Um, and primarily it's a few oil leaks right. and, uh, um, and some coolant leaks. And so my suggestion to him and, and my suggestion to any of our listeners dealing with the 5.3 is um, there are so many 5.3 liter engines yes. out there. LQs, LSs, um, just go find another one. Yeah. Um, junkyards, Usually, I mean, Facebook, Craigslist, things like that, yeah. 500 bucks, uh, sometimes closer to a thousand if they have a harness with them. Um, I've seen, I've seen four L60, uh, transmissions and five threes together with harnesses go for a thousand dollars. So there's, there's plenty of opportunity out there inexpensively right. to be able to get yourself back up and on the road, right. uh, in, in a fairly inexpensive and, and, uh, quick manner versus having to rebuild one right and you've even mentioned you love your current ford truck like you just don't love the engine that's in it and so many people are in that boat they love the vehicle they the style of it the utility of it uh, the history of it absolutely Um, i name my cars we dove into that in episode two and we're getting great feedback on that one oh yeah but uh like when you name a car it, it becomes a little more personal at that point and so yeah uh that's what we want to be here for, and that's where the spinoff and uh, various different opportunities and ministries for us uh, will come into play. But can't do it without you, our listener, and so uh, we thank you for listening. We thank you for subscribing. Uh, there are big things planned for the future of this podcast uh, outside of just our voices, uh, planning on uh, a big presence on YouTube as well, but that is all in the future, and we look forward to it. But in the meantime, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at GT Garage Talk. You can email us, gtgaragetalk at gmail.com, or you can visit our website, gtgaragetalk.com. I made it very simple for us. It's like, all GT Garage it, yeah, Talk. it's all the same. So uh, just look for GT Garage Talk, and you'll find us. But uh, get us your thoughts and opinions, uh, especially on this episode. Our question of the week is, what does your garage look like? What is it for? Do your do your cars go in your garage? Do you even have a garage? Do you aspire to having a garage? Is it your shop? Is it your catch-all? What, what does your garage look like? So be sure and share your stories, thoughts, and opinions with us online. And uh, even on top of that, like have, share your car questions with us. We're, Absolutely. Uh, we didn't even f- solicit for that. And uh, within the first episode dropping, we are already getting car questions and car feedback. And we truly adore it. Like that, that is what we want this to be a discussion about all things automotive. It is. So. And we're available everywhere now YouTube, yes. uh, all of the podcast platforms. Yeah. So we're on Google, we're on Apple, we're on 
Stitcher, we're on Spotify, we're Pocket on Pocket Guest, Breaker. Um, yes, we're we're on all of them, but the one that hosts it all is Anchor.fm, and uh, there are links to all the different ways in which to listen to us there. But I, I believe that's all for us this week. Uh, we look forward to speaking to you next week on a very uh, fun and passionate conversation on our dream cars, what they all are, uh, just diving into uh, dreaming, dreaming big a little bit next week. So look forward to hearing back from you on all things. And until next time, bye.